Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Ek Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. Hello. Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. Good to be back. It is great to have you back. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, we have a Money in the Bank preview show. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have surgery on Friday. I could not have cared less about anything that happened on WWE this week. I could not have been any less interested. I don't feel like they really built anything heading into this show. Um, I mean, the show was built like three weeks ago, and they've just been wasting time. Airing TV. (laughs) Yeah, uh, a couple things I want to get to before we get into into that, though. Obviously, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Um, UFC 225. (laughs) CM Punk had his second professional fight against a much less famous Michael Jackson. Um, This was brutal. This was really hard to watch. Horrendous. This was definitely worse than the loss to Mickey Gall almost two years ago. Uh, I felt bad watching it. I know he got panned pretty much. A lot of the people I think that, that gave him so much credit for getting in there the first time probably didn't give him nearly as much credit this time uh but he just looked like he was part of a sport that he did not belong in um it's one of the things i was worried about with connor going to boxing one of the things i was worried about with punk going to ufc like training for mma is a lifestyle like you're training your muscle memory you're basically learning how to do all this stuff in your sleep and punk just is started at too late of an age has not been doing it nearly long enough for him to be able to keep up with even a scrub like Mike Jackson his little bit of pro boxing that he did showed you how far advanced from CM Punk that he was Uh, any thoughts from anybody else on the CM Punk fight I still love you Punk (laughs) well me too I'm not a UFC or MMA fan but I, didn't, I had no idea what, what I was watching, but I can tell that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell whatever he's supposed to be doing is not what he yeah, was doing. Like, like the way Mike Jackson, I don't know if he was looking at looking to his coach corner or whatever it's called. Or, no, he was just looking. He was just and, looking up, yeah. like not knowing what to do with himself. I'm like, this is terrible. I, when I, I came into the house at the start of the when the bell officially rang, and these two marks, DP and my best friend John, <laughs> just losing it. For this, for this fight, but I'm like, okay, is he? I know he's not Mike Jackson. This is supposed to be looking this loss, and Punk was just so exhausted, and he tried so hard, but like, 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 like they said, um, I think I believe Dana White said he won't have another fight, and I know he wasn't high on Mike Jackson either. I think mm-hmm. I think he said oh, that he, he said Michael he's done. <laughs> yeah, he, he said he's done. If, he if it was, him. Yeah. yeah, if it was up to him, that Punk would have won that fight. Yeah, he said, I don't know what this guy does as a day job, but he should probably keep doing it. He's never coming back here. He knows what he does. He covers the UFC. <laughs> yeah. Punk, Brent, your thoughts? CM Punk made Mike Jackson look like Demetrius Johnson. He did. Um, like, the first maybe 40 seconds didn't look so bad. 
Punk landed a pretty good right hand. He might have landed a leg, but you could tell. Kudo, just, kudos to Punk for taking a punch because he was getting mauled. I give him that. He's a tough. It's one of the reasons I gave him any shot against Mickey Gall. Is I know he's like a tough guy. He's a mentally tough guy, and he was not going to quit. He was not going to get broken. Uh, but yeah, it was embarrassing seeing it. He could barely even, not even from getting rocked by a punch, but just so worn out. He could yeah. barely stand up off the mat. Um, but to anyone and everybody, please indulge me for a minute. Um, to anyone who has negative things to say about CM Punk, I want to read a poem. Well, it's not a poem. It's like a, a quote from Teddy Roosevelt called The Man in the Arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who, but who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. CM Punk went out there and put everything on the line. He knew there was a chance he could get embarrassed in front of thousands of people in the arena, in front of, you know... 800,000 a million people watching at home and then the how many tens of millions of people are watching it and making fun of him on social media he wanted to do it he did it it's not like he said hey I want to try baseball for a year like he did something where he could have really got hurt and he probably did um so I have nothing bad to say about CM Punk as embarrassing as that was I'm proud of the guy for having the having the guts to not only do it once but to do it again and probably if they offer him a fight in three months, he probably would do it again if they gave him that chance. So my hat goes off to Punk for not being afraid to put himself out there and do something most people would be too afraid to do. Yeah, and for me, like, people joke. Well, Alo made a joke, and then I think Sean that night made a joke. They're like, are you Googling tattoo removal? Alo <laughs> a- made it towards more of the reason what's happening with him and Corey. Like, apparently Punk isn't the nicest person now since he left, which... And not even just the Corey situation. Colt had an interview with Bubba Ray, and apparently that friendship is over. And that, I mean, they go way back. So for that to happen, like, something really has to change. But um, for me, the tattoo was more owed to the character, not the person. People forget that CM Punk is a pro wrestler. Pro wrestling, he's playing a character. So for me, that's why I got it, and I have no problem defending it. And whoever doesn't like it can fill out an application <laughs> to get my, that work. My my only regret about the post fight, the, the joke was funny about the tattoo removal. Prep I, I, actually, t- he may not remember, but he texted me saying, "I can't believe I have him tattooed on my." <laughs> 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 yes, because um, when Aaron said he walked in and we were marking out, he did. I think he might have even made the joke about tattoo removal. The best was my favorite. My favorite. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I if I quote it right. How non kid friendly is it? If the kids are listening, cover their, cover their ears. The best was Sean. Sean says he's like, can you cover? Can you can you cover that up? And make it a big goal. Je- Prep's like, 
Fuck Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I had a rough night, man. I was over there opening a beer. I was like, I didn't know he hated Ric Flair. Uh, but my my only thing I wish, like, it, Prep's right. I mean, it, it is all about the character. I mean, let's leave the guy's personal life alone. Let's leave... Let's let's respect that you know he devoted fifteen plus years of his life to one sport and then focuses three years to something else and it doesn't go the way he planned. The character, CM Punk, the wrestler, the pro wrestler, is what we all fell in love with. Each of us to a different extent. Um, some of us, like myself, is the only reason to keep me watching wrestling. Uh, obviously, he's been gone for years, but when I started watching wrestling for five months and then I was like, ah, it's time to tune out, he is what kept me watching. Uh, Prep, who loved him enough to throw his um, logo on his leg. The only thing I wish, I wish the, the match ended, and I think I made the joke, and <laughs> Joey said, I, I paid 65 for this for watching the whole thing, but, I mean, <laughs> my immediate reaction was, put the network on, Money in the Bank, 2011. <laughs> I need to see that main event. Yeah. Ask anybody there other than prep any other match on that card. <laughs> Nobody give you didn't, any answer. Didn't sink into anybody else? No, I'm sure people could tell you the stats of the beer pong table for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell that. That was being taken pretty seriously. Um, so the whole thing with Corey Graves, I didn't know the thing with uh, Cabana, but... That was recent. That was yesterday. But I didn't. I didn't get to hear that. But to, to what I did hear, um, Cabana and Punk were. And I know this from. I'm notoriously known for holding grudges against people. You have a long relationship with someone. You know, people die to you every day. That's my statement. People die to me every day. Uh, I cannot. I cannot be friends with someone for a while. But if we're in a situation similar to Punk and Cabana, we got to end up in court where the same guy's suing us. You know, if you're friends with someone for so long, you know, old old friendships can be sparked. I did hear a lot of talk about how chummy they were, and you know how how friendly, which is good to hear. Because I mean, I remember being at the twenty three hundred arena and some idiot runs up to Cole like what's up with you and Punk and (laughs) Cole just you know walks by yeah my feeling is with that I work at a job that makes me miserable Um, I work at a job and for a company that like breaks my spirit a little bit every day I'm a part of it and like the second that I find my way out of it there's probably not many people I'm gonna want to associate with after I'm gone, you know? And you look at WWE and that was got to be a pretty dark spot in this guy's life. Um I assume a lot of the connections and associations he has that he relates to that are probably not as important to him as they were at one time. There are probably things he wants to let go of. Um and You really don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anyone a friendship. You don't owe anyone your time. You don't owe anyone, you know, your conversation or your energy. Uh, Those things should go to the people that you want to give those things to. But you shouldn't be feeling obligated to do it because not everybody's going to do things because they feel an obligation to you. So it sucks when a friendship ends. It sucks if a friendship dies. It sucks if somebody who was a great friend of yours ends up being a dickhead to you. But I think it happens. It's part of life. Not everybody is friends from the, the first day they become friends until the day they die. And 
Corey Graves, I, I would have liked to think he was a little bit bigger of a person than to pick that night to go on that little rant. Like, like dude, grow up with your blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. I thought it was a little uncalled for. Uh, and last thing on punk, has anyone more unceremoniously broken a record than Brock Lesnar allegedly broke the CM Punk record? Which, for your information, is not even the same title. <laughs> it's two different titles altogether, so he didn't really break that record. Well, WWE, like I always say, baking up their own rules. Yeah. Uh, but has there ever been a record more unceremoniously broken? Because I know nobody cares one bit about that. and It didn't get any fanfare except from the WWE social media accounts. They pushed when Nikki uh, broke AJ Lee's record so much more than mm-hmm. this. And this is like a main title, yeah. as Laugh would say. Because they know nobody cares. Um, well, at least Braun brought his name up. That's true. He did. (laughs) So it got it made a little bit of an appearance on the show this week. Uh, Whitaker Romero, one of the best fights I've seen in probably a couple years. Um, Controversial decision, a lot of action. Uh, I think both guys were out on their feet a couple times. Whitaker got knocked down a couple times. Um, You told me prep before this started that Whitaker doesn't want to do it again he don't want that smoke i guess he he doesn't he broke his hand in the first round and he still won by decision yeah he's a problem yeah he's good and he would have both of these guys would have roasted gsp yeah if he had had the guts to defend that title and roots of fight i may never buy another roots of fight item again because they came out with a gsp two division champ hoodie and it's like, come on, that dude waited until the one champ was the weakest champ in the history of that division, won, and then ran out of there as fast as he could. So I don't want to hear anything about GSP being a two-division champ. He's scary. He says he'll be back by the end of the year, though, so. We'll see. He'll, he'll probably fight 170. We'll see. Um, yeah, but this fight, to me, I told you this before we started, this was, like, is the type of fight you would have seen in a movie about MMA. Like, it was almost unrealistic how, how good this fight was. Um, but I enjoyed the card as a whole. I liked the Arlovsky fight. I loved that that dude, what's his name, like Ty Lure? And he came out to Celine. He came out to Celine Dion. I thought that was excellent. I hope that guy goes undefeated for the rest of his career <laughs> just for doing that. Uh, but it was an enjoyable card, obviously disappointing for fans of Punk. Uh, but that's a wrap on his UFC career. Um Two more WWE title belts were given out for the NHL and NBA champions. And, again, people in those cities act like it's the first time it ever happened because they don't pay attention to WWE. (laughs) Uh, Jericho wins the Intercontinental Championship, but not in WWE. Anybody with thoughts about that? He's the greatest of all time. (laughs) He is. Uh, Prep, any thoughts? I hated his ring attire, but I, yeah. the the match Just was okay. Me. The match wasn't great, but it's clear that they're going to continue with this feud, so I'm fine with that. And it's kind of. Do you think he was going to win it? Uh, I'm not going to say yes. No, I, I didn't <laughs> think so. Like I know I wanted him to, but I was like, ah, he's old school. He's just putting over young guys. That's what I thought too. I didn't think he was going to win it. But if they're going to continue the feud, that was the best thing that they could do. Just put it on him. Jericho burying young talent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did anybody else see the report that Sasha Banks was going to be on Wild and Out? 
I saw that yesterday. I can't wait. I am so disappointed. <laughs> wait a minute. What was Carmelo on? Was uh, that wild? Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Mm. On TBS. Did you watch it? I did. I saw. I saw her. Um, her her freestyle, but I didn't watch the whole show. Better than Enzo? Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I hate Nick Cannon so much, and I'm disappointed <laughs> that she's taking part in this. I um, hope she roast conceded. Oh, I hate him so much. I wait. wait t- 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 yeah. T- t- you love Donald Faison, uh-huh. but you hate Nick Cannon. Yes, because I think Donald Faison is actually funny. He actually Nick Cannon has never once made me laugh. He hasn't made me laugh and either. Donald Faison makes me laugh all the. He is corny <laughs> and he is a nerd. But he does make me laugh, and that's really all I care about. But Nick Cannon is not even the best part of that show. He's not. No, but he's the main part of that show, and I can't stand it. Well, only because he has name value. I know. It's just, it, it keeps me from being able to enjoy the show. I remember when he first got onto all that, and then he got his own show. <laughs> even as a seven-year-old Mark for, 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 Nick, uh, for uh, Snick, Saturday Night Nick. I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was the first ever, what is this? What is this? I Nick never, Cannon comes on the screen. What is this? First time ever. I never <laughs> found him funny. I, I've seen his movies. Um, Love the Course of Thing. I watched it mainly for Christina Milian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I, I've never really found him funny. Like I enjoy, I've always enjoyed Wild and Out, but I've never found him funny as an individual. As someone who watched Drumline a million times. Oh, well, excellent movie. <laughs> But again, for Zoe Saldana. everything about it was better than him. <laughs> yes. He was the worst part of that movie. Um, yeah, Sasha being on Wild and Out may have opened up a spot for somebody to take her throne. Uh, the throne of Pash, I think. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I'm looking forward to seeing her on Wild and Out, though. Uh, I won't watch it. Um, I'm going to send you all the clips. We'll, we'll get to who may take her, her throne from her, but in a second... But watching the little bit of the weekly product I did this week, what do you guys think about the state of the four horse women at this point? The who? Yeah, I feel like the Ron, only Ron the, the, Rousey and them? the only one who hasn't gotten completely destroyed in the last two years is Charlotte. Uh, like Sasha, she's had like little moments here and there. Bailey has become completely irrelevant. Becky Lynch, same thing. She got a rocket power tattoo on her. Yeah. Did, is there anyone who thinks that the four horsewomen have been handled well or properly in any way, shape, or form? They're burying them so they can beat the four horsewomen of MMA. <laughs> but what, you think they would actually book them over the four horsewomen of MMA, though? WWE, yes. I don't think so. But that's not honestly not. I just was saying that to be. But I do think. <laughs> I was just saying this and saying it. But I do think, yes, WWE will put them over them. I don't think that's why they're burying them. I just think they're a-holes. Yeah. It's so bad that during SmackDown, when that whole Women's Summit thing was happening, when Iconic and the uh, Absolution came out, I wanted them to put the, like, money-in-the-bank spots on the line. Like, I was like, (laughs) just put it on the line and put Iconic in there. (laughs) Yeah, the state of the... Four horsewomen is it, it? It's not good. It, Dire. It's dead. Like for like, um, I watched SummerSlam fifteen. Like, um, when I was at the gym doing cardio, and after the Rollins and Cena match, that's what I was mainly watched it for. The um, the three team elimination match with um, Team PCB, um, Team Bad, and Team Bella came on, and I was like, God, what a, what a time that was for the month that it was good, and. 
we kept waiting for Bailey, and then I was thinking about Bailey, and then it's like Bailey, she they messed her up so much. Like even the stuff last year with Alexa, all that was terrible. The things they do with Sasha, like the whole, the whole um, narrative of titles don't matter thing. Sasha's fallen into that category. Like she's she's everywhere else, but she's not the champion. But she's doing everything else. She's she hosted that. Um, what's the what's the the um. The guy that died that does the animals. Oh, Steve Irwin. Yes, the, she hosted the Steve Irwin thing with what? with Titus O'Neil a few weeks ago. Okay, what, was that on Raw or that was something? No, no, it was, it was an event. It was an event on a week, a couple few weeks. How did ago. they get wrapped up in the Crocodile Hunter? I I, I don't know. I, as I say, I don't know. That's, Man, that's, that's there is nothing WWE won't sign up to do. <laughs> exactly. That's oh my, my god. That's my point. Like she was wrapped up in the Steve Irwin. Um, uh, um, foundation thing, whatever that was. Um, she was on TRL before they killed it again. She she's about to be on Wild Now. All these quote unquote mainstream things, but it's not it, it's not going to translate into television she, because she's somewhat so much bigger than a title, and that's what I hate WWE does. It's not about the main title, you know, mm-hmm. like, like last says, and that's the problem with the quote unquote four horsewomen because the four horsewomen in NXT they were all about the title. Yeah. Uh, the woman that is coming for Sasha's throne is not on the main roster. <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair. <laughs> Has anyone? Did anyone see the vignette they did of her maybe like two weeks ago? No. I believe it's called Who is Bianca Belair? It was just a sit down with her talking about her life, uh, how she was born into a family of significance, how she was this elite athlete all through high school, got a full scholarship, and... I graduated college and just was living this mediocre life, and I knew that that wasn't for me. And then basically says, w- basically I came into an industry where that would like embrace my shine, and they're making her seem important. They're making her seem special. They're making her seem like she's larger than life. And that is what wrestling is supposed to be. It's supposed to make the people you're watching seem like something more. And I appreciate that they're actually doing that with her. I remember we were all a big fan of her in the Mae Young Classic. I think we all said there were big things in store for her, but it looks like it's actually happening. And so I have an announcement to make between the Velveteen Dream and Bianca Belair starting this week. I'm going to begin watching NXT again. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad you found out what that was. <laughs> yes, this new promotion got back on my right. But I know I'm not going to like all of it. But there's like aspects of it that are what I fell in love with in the first place in 2015. And I'm looking forward to getting to enjoy that once again. Yes. You're finally <laughs> going to like Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Adam Cole is coming for the throne. <laughs> You Roderick, have my you have Roderick my word. Strong's never newest fan. <laughs> yeah, you have my. I may not start watching NXT anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I will watch it. Um, but yeah, do you want to get into previewing this this uh, network special? We must. <laughs> uh, men's Money in the Bank match: Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Rusev versus Bobby Roode versus Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe versus a member of the New Day. Have we ever found out who it is yet? No, not no. yet. Okay. What if they're all in it? I'd, that'd be great. I would actually love that. Um, 
Is there anyone who seems more out of place than Bobby Roode? Because he <laughs> seems like he does not belong there to me. Stop this face crap. <laughs> Please. And what is this Constable Baron Corbin thing? I don't know, but thank God he is, finally shaved his is head. Is it not inspirational? Thank, thank, wait, thank God for Kevin Owens. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Kevin Owens put him over bigger than anybody he did. ever did. The, the, the shaved do you not like the haircut? No, I do. Looks cool. I think he looks way better like that. I take him more seriously with the shaved head. I, I just do- don't get why he's the constable. What is it? What does it mean? I know you appreciate a good vest, Eck. What you think? <laughs> I appreciate vest. <laughs> I, 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 he's still bad vest. He, yeah, uh, he, he's good. I, I love this. I don't, the constable is like another commissioner. Um, yeah, he's he's lit right now. So now Raw has two authority figures that are inferior to Paige. <laughs> wow, I think Cor- Corbin's already better than Paige. Ah, no way. He's got a better haircut. Uh, I mean, it's a better haircut than what he had. But I don't. When did it, did this start last week? Because I didn't watch yeah, last really week. last week. And how did it start? Nothing. He just came on. Came on and just no- said, "Oh, this is what I am now." Well, st- he he came in with a note from Stephanie, <laughs> saying that he was the new constable of Raw. Wow. All right. So there's that. Uh, anything from any of these guys that anyone wants to talk about? Define any of these guys. Any of the guys in this match? Is there anything that you guys want to get into? Yeah, I'm going to jump to it. The only thing on Raw that matters, I'm not going to have much to say about anything else. Um, I enjoyed the main event. Kevin Owens is the man. I love the table spot, the frog splash through the commentary table, something that we would expect to get on Sunday's pay-per-view. We got on Raw. Um, The week prior, he was scared to do a frog splash off the ladder, and then we get it this week. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, Strowman continues to look like a monster. It was an enjoyable match. And I, I love that Owens was woven in throughout the entire show, too. <laughs> trying to lay his groundwork for what had to happen in the main event. Olives? <laughs> Olives. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, the olive, you like all that gluten-free crap, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did appreciate that. Um, I really don't care about much that's going on. I just know that, honestly, you know, maybe I'm lying. There are a few people that I'd be happy to win this match. For me, I like the... Uh, Sorry, but um, for me, th- I, th- I think it's worth bringing up the Samoa Joe Rusev match. I thought mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. Very good match. And they're just like you said, I think there's three or four people that I'm looking forward to the possibility of them winning. Yeah, for me, it's The Miz. I want The Miz to win mostly because I think it will lead to the story we all need to see in 2018, which is Miz Daniel Bryan. We've been waiting for it since... I believe the summer of 2016, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's I think SummerSlam is a time to pay it off, and I think WWE needs to not make the same mistake they did with uh, Owens and Jericho at WrestleMania, where it wasn't for a world title. It should have been. Um, so I I will I want to see the Miz win Money in the Bank for that reason. But I'd be thrilled if Joe won it. I'd be thrilled if Big E won it. And honestly, I would go nuts if Rusev won it too. <laughs> um, but re- outside of that, like I really couldn't care less about Finn Balor at this point. Uh, Braun I love, but I don't want to see him win his first title because of the contract. Um, Solid point. Yeah, Bobby Roode, doesn't matter. Um, you don't want a glorious cash in. Yeah, and, and Owens, I the only reason I don't want him to win it is because he's already been a world champion, and I feel like he doesn't really need it. Although it would be fun to see how obnoxious he is with the briefcase. I, go ahead. 
I think this past Monday was the refresher I needed. Like, I didn't want him to win it, but from, oh, it, time out. What is, they, I know they did it last year or whatever the last year Jericho was in it, but why do they start this with everyone on the ladders? It's just so terrible. I know Alo liked it. I, I loved it. <laughs> oh. I, I know it was bad, but I don't know why. But I loved every second of it. It was, it was so bad. It was good. It, like it was, was your favorite part. The fact that they started now cheering for their mix match challenge partners. That was one of them. That's not the oh, first thing. Like, yeah. like, like when it comes on, like Sasha on the ladder was looking good. Yes, it, but like. It was so silly, and then Alexa forgot what body part she heard. <laughs> and at any time Natty speaks, I just see Owen. Yeah. And, and then the whole Alexa thing, and then they, they were pandering to their mixed match challenge partner. I don't know what Kevin Owens made it, what it was, saying, Braun's so much taller than everybody, but she's going to lower it down and buy yeah. Rude the best thing he's done in a long time. So what you want the, the briefcase lower it down to, Kevin? Exactly what I want Bobby Rude. <laughs> it was so bad, and, but it was yeah, great. It was annoying because Bobby Rude is shorter. <laughs> My favorite single line from that whole segment was when Owen says, how am I supposed to impress Stephanie McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that was a legitimate concern for him. Is how am I supposed to impress Stephanie McMahon? And then McMahon? he put on, he, he's like, Constable Corbin, yeah. love the new haircut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, between that first thing, putting over Corbin's haircut, backstage flirting with Balor and saying, this is our title. Mm-hmm. This is our title. We need to win it so we can get our title back. To mess with with Bobby Roode and saying it's going to be the three of us against, and then right before the match, and Strowman comes down and scares the life out of him and says, "I got an idea. I'm not <laughs> the three of you versus me." Owens in a match. Owens with the frog splash right then. I was like, "Man, I, I what a turncoat I am." Owens needs to win. Owens deserves to win. I really, I, I agree with the points. I mean, Strowman makes sense to win, but I don't want him to his first title to be. He did just. To be from a briefcase, he did just get the win on Raw. There's seven people that can bury him. Where it, this this loss will not hurt him. Rude, I obviously don't want to get it. Balor, I don't want to get it. Obviously, I don't want the Miz to get it. Uh, Rusev or Joe, I, they both deserve it. But I would really want Owens or whichever member of the New Day is in the match. Who's your prediction to win? Uh, I'm gonna go with my prediction is gonna be Kevin Owens. Prep, any thoughts you have on this and your prediction? It's going to be a good match. That's my main thought. Mm-hmm. And then my prediction, I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Halo? I'll go with The Miz. I agree with Prep. I do think it's going to be a great match. And I am also going to go with The Miz. But there are three other guys I'd be almost as happy to see win. Yeah, my dark um, horse is Big E because they're they're keeping that a secret. So so that's my dark horse. That, that's a good point, actually. Listen, uh, if this match doesn't deliver, we're not reviewing the show next week. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> um, women's Money in the Bank. I don't have really anything to say about this. I don't feel like they've built this. I don't feel really excited about it other than the fact. Uh, Ember Moon. Charlotte Flair. I really know. Sorry. Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, uh, Natty Neidhart, uh, Lana, who is no longer Russian or even <laughs> pretending to have a Russian accent. She's the best. She's number one. Uh, Naomi. Yeah, she is. Naomi and Sasha Banks. 
10 woman tag on SmackDown, which, like, who needs that? Um, yeah, but Raw. the Raw match was. Oh, that oh, Raw match was so excellent. Good. Ember Moon continues to shine. Yeah, almost, yeah. almost killing herself in Sasha. Mm-hmm. That, so yeah, that was a great spot. I did think it was a really fun match. Um, Natty selling the knee, obviously. I do think it's going to be a good Money in the Bank match. I just feel like there's no, like, story going into it. And I th- that's always been my problem with a match with a bunch of people in it. There's all, you can only tell so much of a story. Well, at least they didn't pull the briefcase down for the last two weeks. Like everybody <laughs> that's in the true. Um, and isn't it funny that it feels like someone just had the briefcase because they, she had it for so long? <laughs> it feels like we have not been without a women's briefcase for a while. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on the women? Or do you want to just give a prediction? Predictions. So underwhelming, but it shouldn't have to be. It really shouldn't. Like Prep said, that fatal four-way on Raw was excellent. But still, it just feels like that match got me excited, but then I forgot we still had SmackDown to go. And um, on, speaking of SmackDown, I thought Becky Lynch in that women's summit was really good. Actually mm-hmm. getting an edge out of her and actually talking. We haven't really got anything from Becky Lynch since she lost her title to Alexa a year, a year and a half ago. So it was good to see that, but I'm really looking forward to the match. But SmackDown didn't do anything to make, make me even more excited. I'm just going off of what happened on Raw. Yeah, I liked her saying I was the first woman drafted. I was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm tired of saying say I was. Right. I'm ready to start saying I am. Uh, I did like that. And uh, obviously the Iconics were fantastic. How great was the, uh, oh. the the Naomi twerking thing. <laughs> awesome. I'm. I think my favorite. Not my favorite part, but I did love uh, the I'm an Irish. I don't know why that specific sentence was so funny ooh, to me. Ooh, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for quinoa. Yeah, I'm an Irish. I, that cracked me up so much. Yeah, the Naomi thing was really good. Um, yeah, they're great. Like they don't even have to have matches. And everybody, like, hate, just and everybody hates them on social mm-hmm. media. I think they're great. Um, I'm just gonna say Natty's gonna win. I have no real feel of Ugh. of anything, but I'm gonna think Natty. I would love it. Would make sense for Sasha. I don't think the briefcase is gonna go to SmackDown since Carmella had it forever. But if it does, I hope Lana wins. <laughs> yeah, Lana number one. <laughs> Prep. Oh man, uh, my pick. So who won before Corbin? Hmm. Dean? Yeah. Was it Dean? Dean was on SmackDown at that point, right? There was no brand split. There was no, brand, there was split no brand split yet. See, I don't know because I'm, I don't like to pick the brands over and over. But I, for some reason, I think Becky's going to win. And Nat, can I just say in the last segment, Natty looked like such a dork, like yelling for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. My friend. What? Ronda Rousey. Well, like I said, I just see Owen when she speaks most of the time now. But I'm. they don't give Sasha anything, so I'm not picking Sasha. Natty won on Raw, so I don't want to pick Natty. And then if you want to have a, have a few with her, with her and Ronda, it doesn't have to be over money in the bank. So I'm going with Alexa. They give Alexa a lot, so I'll go with Alexa. Uh, fair. I almost picked her. Um SmackDown Women's Championship, Asuka against Carmella. Uh, Carmella's still great, obviously. I believe we're all big fans of Asuka. Anybody have a good read on where this is going? Is James Ellsworth coming back to keep Carmella from losing to Asuka? 
I don't think so. I think there was something to debunk the dirt sheet that came. I think he has a book in that day. I'm not sure at the time, but that came out right after that it was reported that he's supposed to be backstage. Anybody with any thoughts on this? No. For me, Asuka wins. Eck? I want to think Asuka's going to win. I mean, naturally, I think Carmella's so good with the belt, they keep it on her. And when we get to a similar division, I'm going to mention how I think someone's going to get screwed out of the belt. So I don't think similar divisions are going to have two people getting screwed out of the belt. So I think Asuka has to win. Uh, Alo? I think Carmella gets disqualified. Yeah, I I just feel like that title is very important to Carmella. I think her having the briefcase was very good for her. I think having the title has been very good for her. And I think it helps her so much more than it helps Asuka anyway. Asuka doesn't really need it. I want her to get it eventually, but I don't think it has to be right now. And I want to see Carmella retain, so I'm going to pick Carmella. Uh, Raw Women's Title, Ronda Rousey with her in her first title match in her second her first singles match uh, against Nia Jax. She's like a modern day Gail Kim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this one? I want to hear what Prep has to say about that segment. <sighs> the Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax segment on Raw. So, it was clear that. They gave Nia a script with all the MMA rules, which came off so unnatural. As if she was Herb Dean. Yeah, and I I enjoyed Ronda's delivery to. I I feel like at one point she got a little too excited, but everything she said was true. Like when she was fighting about to fight for the Strike Force title, nobody said she was ready. Nobody thought she would draw on pay per view, and she became one of the best draws the UFC has ever had. So, I mean, at least her promo was rooted in reality. For the match, I really have no idea what's going to happen. I didn't like that during the segment they already did the arm bar. Like, mm-hmm. they, they they shoot their load way too quick with yeah. her. Like, that was my biggest problem, too. Yeah, but, it's I mean. It's a problem I can relate to, too. <laughs> my, my, my pick to win is Nia, just over shenanigans. That's what I think, too. I think Stephanie or Triple as Laugh likes to call him, I, I think somehow... Natty screws her. Yeah, they're going to keep her from winning. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to pick pick uh, Naya. Eck, your pick. Naya. To, to go off what Prep said about the pro, the promo, um, it was all genuine, so Ron didn't really have to go, go off of a script, per se. But I'm interested to see how long this match is. There was a rumor going around Monday that this was the main event. Did you guys see that? Oh god! Oh, I no. could. The thing I could was, see it I wanted eventing. to bring that up because I could see it main eventing, and the, I saw a lot of posters like with them up top. Yeah. So. And then, and then there's a and there's also this there was a rumor going around that Ric Flair said he thinks Ronda's contract is only for a year, and the fact that she has this push so quick kind of has me thinking that it really may actually. So be they lied year. when they said it was a multi-year contract. I, but who can you who can you believe Ric Flair nowadays? Who knows? But I mean, I wouldn't. I'm <laughs> I, would, sure, I wouldn't uh, either. But that's but that's what's going around that, that he said. Whoever he's been married to would probably tell us not to believe him. <laughs> <so. laughs> hey, Ronda. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll go with Ronda, and maybe somebody cashes in. But I'm pretty sure Ronda does win the title. But I'm really interested to see like 
how long this actually does go. Because, like, that whole getter nine into the armbar, like, like Prep said, they, they shot their load too quick because that would have been, like, a, a real big moment. Now, Ronda couldn't get it locked in, and Nia got out of it. That would have been a bigger deal. It was si- similar to um, when Paige and AJ were feuding for the women's t- for the Divas title at the time. AJ couldn't get the um, the Black Widow in on Paige. Paige will always counter and win that way. But, like Prep said, they kind of shot their load a little too soon, but mm-hmm. I'll go with Ronda. Yeah, because that could have been like when I slammed Andre, brother. But it wasn't. Yeah, I thought she should have done the, you know, just lift her up and you know, the Roman spot. Mm-hmm. The lift her up with the with the arm and then slam her down. That's what I thought should have happened. The most underrated um, spot. Yeah, the most <laughs> underrated spot in WWE, in all of wrestling. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Nia. Um, that spot's actually appreciated in the Indies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next thing I have, uh, WWE Championship, AJ Nakamura. Who is still excited for this? I'm not excited. Nakamura better win. I'm excited for it to be over. It's <laughs> over. Is there a title change? No. It's rumored to keep going till SummerSlam. How? It, how? Why? If it's going to keep going, it needs to go off a rematch. I mean, Nakamura needs to win, and then there'd be a rematch clause. But is, is anyone getting anything positive out of this at this point? Like this, feud there's nothing that comes on WWE. I get anything positive out of. Like, <laughs> like this whole thing is starting is starting to make me like dislike AJ Styles. <laughs> I like this is not good. It's not like the the Nakamura heel turn guy is excited. He was like, okay, here we go. But then it became all about low blows, and I said, no more low blows after that first week. But that's what it's all about. Even when the match on Sunday with um Tuesday night with Jeff Hardy turned turned to a low blow, and that was the way he quote unquote was the last man standing. But that's it. That's it. This is supposed to be like your money feud, and you. This is all you're doing. And this is the fourth match. The fourth match. Yeah. And I honestly won't be shocked if there's not even a finish here, to, just to keep this going. Really, the only thing that's been accomplished is that they turn Nakamura heel. There's literally nothing else that has come out of it, and nothing has happened. They just keep going through the motions week after week. And I did. Did I miss something? that came out of this? Is there anything that came out of it besides we just got a heel turn from one of them? I mean, we got a new a new place to do contract signings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did get a backstage contract signing. Uh, Prep, who wins? Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Halo? AJ. I'm going to say Nakamura because I feel like we need something there needs to be some type of eventful thing that happens other than a heel turn from one of these characters. Uh, Intercontinental Championship, Elias versus Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, as has been talked about, about the best thing that there is on Raw at this point. Elias, who has been consistently entertaining and fun to watch. Um, like Part of me really wants to see Elias get an accolade, as we all know. Eck is a big fan of an accolade. Um, <laughs> part of me wants him to get it, but then there's another part of me that's like, there's no way you can take this from Seth. Um, has there been any more talk of the rumor of him being the one to dethrone Brock? No. No, that kind of. So do we think away. that's not happening? I hope it uh, is happening. I could still be. I could see it being. 
Oh, well, there was a rumor popping up that the, the main event for SummerSlam is supposed to be Brock and Roman. Again. I hmm. could see Roman or Rollins being the one to beat Brock, and that solidifies him as the guy. And then whoever has a briefcase casts it in order. Yeah, and that then w- Rollins loses the belt, and then Rollins is immediately in a storyline. You don't need Brock for the storyline because Rollins will be chasing the belt. So then let me ask you this. Would you guys rather see Seth keep running with the Intercontinental Championship, or would you rather see him drop it and then get a run with the Universal title? Only, only I mean, I know it's, there, it's a clear cut which one. Only way I don't want to see him with the Intercontinental title is if he's doing exactly what I said. He is the one to beat Brock Lesnar. He's the only guy not from Brock's era to beat Brock, and he's the guy that knocked him out and sends him back to UFC. And if that happens, I'm cool with it. If not, if you're going to put Roman in a match with him, Rollins don't need to lose that belt ever. Uh, Prep? I hope you... I like... The idea of him keeping the title. He looks cool with two belts, remember? <laughs> yeah. I, I was a big fan of that. So you'd like to see him keep the IC and win the Universal? Yes. I'd be cool with that too. Halo? Uh, I would like the Universal title to actually be a title on television on a weekly basis. So that, that'll be new for the first time in almost two years at that point because it hasn't been a main title since Owens had it. And um, we haven't even had a face really chasing the title. Because Brock, Brock's only facing Roman and Braun essentially for the past year, and it'll be something different. And then that's what, that's something we do want to see. And, and it, was, it was also reported that whoever wins the Universal title will probably get cashed in on by the Money Money in the Bank winner to end SummerSlam. Um, who do you think does win? Who's your prediction? I did enjoy Elias's song because it made sense and was mm-hmm. logical. How about that guitar? So great. I'm kind of well, mad that they broke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't... You got that from John Mayer. <laughs> Hip-hop superstar John Mayer. <laughs> like, I really want to pick Elias, because I think he needs something, but like I said, the way WWE is now, oh, he, he doesn't need a title. So, I'm, I'm going to go... got his guitar. Yeah, I'll go with Seth. But I wouldn't be shocked if Seth drops it soon. Yeah, my pick is Seth. Uh, another thing I want to throw in is... If anybody says anything about CM Punk, it's probably going to be Elias. <laughs> you think so? Yes. Oh, yeah, they are in Chicago. Hmm. I forgot about that. What if you hear the music? And it's Paul Heyman again. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd actually be cool with that, too. Um, I'm going to go with Seth because I don't believe that they're going to have him beat Brock. So I'd rather see him keep running with the IC title. Uh, Roman and Jinder. I love Roman, but I couldn't care less about this. I, I feel like we are in the worst possible spot with WWE, where I don't even really hate anything other than how long Raw is. I'm just indifferent on everything. Like, it's about the worst spot to be. Anybody with any... Analysis on Roman and Jinder. I have nothing to say. Prep? Jinder wins. You think so? I yes. thought about that. I really did just to get, just to like kind of get Jinder booed more than Roman because that might actually get Roman cheered, but I'm still picking Roman. You know what? I'm going to pick Jinder because I have no real reason. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, obstacle course champion Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Um, I did not watch this live. I, after I saw them setting up the obstacle course, I turned off the TV. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed because I got upset. And, I, and then I went back and watched, and I was like, damn, I should have stayed up. This is actually pretty funny. Yeah, it was, well, Sammy, once again, knocks it out of the park. <laughs> Naming the three things to jump over af- after the three sisters. Talking um, about the Green Berets. Yeah, the Green Berets usually do this course in about two minutes. I knocked it out in about a minute and a half this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And then Bobby Lashley does it in 46 seconds. How, whatever. And how good did he look doing it? He crushed that obstacle course. He did. Well, it looked like he just nonchalantly just killed it. The the pull-up he did at the end of the, the monkey bars. Um yeah, it, it rope, was the rope climb, no legs. You mm-hmm. gotta appreciate that. Yeah, upper body strength. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sami Zayn, excellent again. Um, Bobby Lashley still bores me, and obviously Bobby Lashley is going to win this match. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Prep. Sa- Sami Zayn just to be different. <laughs> Sami Zayn. <laughs> I would love it if Sami Zayn did win. I love that he attacked him though. And How funny was it when he swung on the rope? Yeah, after it was all the <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. To me, I think he's the most entertaining thing on Raw at this point. I Give that man a title. I love every second that I get to watch him. Um, SmackDown had their second lowest ratings of 2018, going up against nothing. They weren't going up against an NBA Finals game or a Stanley Cup Finals game. Literally by themselves on Tuesday night, and still nobody watched. I wonder if Fox is regretting it at all. They should. <laughs> Suckers. Um, I don't know how this got so out of place in my notes, but I loved the segment between Miz and Paige. I loved it, too. <laughs> I thought it was excellent that he said he was preparing for a movie, Rough, Rough, Rough. <laughs> And that Graves comes back and says, I, I can't wait to see Rough Rough Rap. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> that was funny to me. Um, and then he said, he told Paige, didn't I teach you a lot on the, on the set of Santa's Little Helper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Him And when she said, like, it wasn't good, or he goes, what, the headband too much? <laughs> oh, it was funny. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. Can they try a little harder with Big Cass? <laughs> this is so stupid. Like, he had that whole um, high requirement thing, but he already beat you. <laughs> he already beat him. Um, the, the, I, don't, I was really put off, and I know this is stupid and small, but that he said that the height requirement was for the crazy clown coaster. You couldn't come up with something better than that. It, that just was so stupid to me. Who the hell is writing on on this show? It, I don't know. Everything's bad about it. I, I want to see Big Cass do big things because um, I think he's a talented guy. Uh, but I, I'm super disinterested, and I'm disinterested in a Daniel Bryan match, which is a shame. And did anyone see that Daniel Bryan said he could have beat Mike Jackson? Yes. <laughs> Mike Jackson told him back up. <laughs> did he really say that? Well, yeah, Daniel Bryan, I don't want to see getting hit in the head ever. Um, in a grappling match, maybe, but I don't want to see him in an MMA match with anybody. Uh, anybody with thoughts on Big Cass or Daniel Bryan? No, Daniel Bryan taps him out again. Daniel Bryan. 
DB. Are they dropping the ball with Daniel Bryan? Yeah, because they're hold, they wait, they're holding, holding off to SummerSlam, like they always do, and messes up the television. Is anyone feeling as half as excited about Daniel Bryan as you were a month ago? No, I'm still happy he's here. I mean, me too. I'm thrilled he's but there, but it's forgettable. He just said this in a WWE interview, and it's just one of those things. It's WWE formula. I mean, obviously there's all those dream matches, but you gotta wait for them. You can't just give everything to you at once. Because, I mean, the, I think his words on it was they gave, like, they gave you a uh, Daniel Bryan-AJ Styles match right off the jump, and it was forgettable. Like, people can't don't even remember that they just had a match against each other. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go with Daniel Bryan. No reason for Big Cass to beat him now. Um, that's every match on the card. The only other note I have, and this is actually something I meant to bring up two or three weeks ago. Did anybody see the interview that... Um, Galloway did about saying he walked into the locker room and it was a bunch of guys that were just happy to be there. And nobody was trying to claim anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I, 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 heard, I, heard, I heard. I heard. I heard the audio. I read that part. Yeah. Can we stop pretending that guys can go out there and quote unquote grab the brass ring? You have no ability, no leeway to try to do anything. You're basically completely. Uh, Stuck with whatever they decide to tell you to do. I I kind of disagree because sometimes now it changed. Like he was there in 09, 09 to what I think twenty thirteen. So when he first got in there, it was a little bit different. Maybe you actually work a little bit harder because believe it or not, there probably are guys there that are just happy to be there because what. The kind of paychecks WWE throws around now. So they got, there might be, because we talked about this a few weeks ago about um, WWE offering Bullet Club these contracts and how these guys are just like, just happy to be there. Like, okay, I'm making this much money here. Like, this is this is good enough. And they just might be happy with working on main event. They might not try to pitch ideas. They might not try to add anything to their, char- anything to their character. They're just sitting around on their phones the whole time. So I kind of see his point. He, I don't think he, I don't know if he went into complete detail, but if that's what he meant, and, like, not even trying to, like, better yourself within the company, then I can see his point. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to disagree that I'm sure there are plenty of guys who are happy to be there, but the day of, like, it's one of my big problems with Stone Cold at this point. Oh, yeah. oh well, I would do this. I, they can't. There's yeah. nobody that can do that. They cannot do that. Like, and when people do get something little to do on TV and it blows up. They overdo it. They, they either overdo it or they kill it. Like, nobody can just do something on their own. Nothing happens organically. They, it's just them deciding, we're going to do this, whether people like it or not. Um, so I, I read it. I was like, okay, dude, like, whatever. Why don't you go try and make yourself better? Because you're stuck with Dolph Ziggler, and that's not going to help you in the long run either. Um, anything else from any of the weekly shows anybody wants to talk about? Tag title preview? Uh, is that on the pre-show or no? The SmackDown was. I don't know about the Raw. So what's the Raw? It's the... The, the Hardy and Wyatt against the B-team. Uh, the B-team is going to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of hope they win. They're, they're, they're the new parody act that got yeah, over. Yeah, I've hoped for every one of these things to win at some point, and none of them ever do. But I would love it if they did, but yeah, I don't think you're going to. Eck? I, I'm predicting... The, the leaders of the world 
win it. Okay. Uh, and what is the SmackDown Tag Championship? I don't even remember. Gals and Anderson against uh, the club. Against the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Gals and Anderson versus yeah. the club. I keep doing that. Yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers are going to win. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. I don't know, though. Carl Anderson's got some new abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> good for him. I'm rooting for the Good Brothers, of course. Yeah. They're going to win. Oh, you guys see Luke Harper's tweet? Yes. <laughs> his hot Asian wife is going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and Road Dog replied to it saying, like, oh, wow, or something like that. <laughs> um, who, Brian Gerard James? I hate him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, that's still, that, that even won't be enough to get him to stop listening to this show. Um, I know we don't have any listener questions this week. Did we have a stump Alo? We did, but. I actually want to stump them, and I can't tell that it's going to be a good enough one. Hold on. Double check, see if there's any new notes for the the week. So, Pash, mm-hmm. since you're giving NXT a try. Okay. Chris Jericho's killing it in Japan. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, any sense that wants to watch him out there? Like, you don't have to watch the whole card. Like, did you watch his match? I didn't yet. I haven't had time to. Um... But it's, I definitely plan to. I watched his last match with Kenny Omega. I loved it. Um, I assume I will love this one, too. I, the, the only problem I have is I was seeing a lot of the lead-up to the Omega match when that was happening, and I didn't see anything with this one. I don't know if they maybe didn't do as much as they did with the last one. There was, like, three angles, and then Jericho filmed a bunch of stuff on his phone, which was pretty funny. Yeah, I feel like I, I need to watch the lead-up stuff to it. To give myself a sense of like what it's about, and yeah, I, I definitely will watch anything Jericho does. Uh, I'll watch. Um, yeah. The only thing I don't like is Nat. Like when he gave that, I don't know if you saw the interview where he was talking about how he won't do a show in the United States. I saw that he said that, but I didn't see his reasoning why. So he finally did an interview and finally said it out loud. Uh, the one like he got like slightly cocky, where he's like, well, "No one's doing what I'm doing." I'm making six figures one match, you know what I mean? Like and I was like, Alright dude, we get it. Like He he basically kept it on like if he wants to do these, he he wants to make big money. But he also said he's like he's like there's people that are doing indie shows that are getting fifty bucks in the site's speeds and he's like, I'm not knocking that. He's like, but he's just like I'm he's like I'm not de- devaluing myself. And yeah, he said yeah. it needs which the one thing I did respect is he's if I'm doing something it has to make sense. Right. I agree with that. And but I I mean He's also said elsewhere he he's not going to compete in the U.S. if it's not for Vince. I kind of respect that. Um, Do you respect that he's going to be in a six-man tag teaming with the Bucks on the the cruise? Yeah, I do. Even if Sally Callahan's on the other side. Even if, yeah, because <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's going to be them versus Ov. Really? For sure. Um, yeah, I love as much as I like to talk about. The Indies and the IWC, I will always respect a guy who's gotten to the levels Chris Jericho has gotten to, that he loves what he does enough to do this stuff outside of WWE. Like, I, I do respect that he does that. I do respect that he's helping these guys get a little more attention. I respect that he wants to challenge himself and do something different still. He could easily just... Like, we were talking about the locker room being happy to be there. He could easily be happy to just collect a paycheck. And it seems like he still wants to challenge himself and still wants to 
do things he maybe hasn't done before. So I respect everything he's doing. All right, I'm ready for some Palin. Okay, what do we got? Per the request of Mr. McGee, mm -hmm. I have a two-part question. Okay. So there's technically, um, it's just basically two separate questions, but it's extra credit. <laughs> right. So, Bestie, the year was 2010. January held the Royal Rumble. Who won the match, and who did they eliminate to win the match? Now, why 2010 is, is significant? Would you like to refresh our listeners' memories as to why this is a big deal to give you 2010? I uh, discovered adult beverages. <laughs> and I was up all night. Uh, uh, 2010, that, that was WrestleMania 26. That's the year Jericho won the Rumble. Wait, 26. No, Edge won the Rumble. He eliminated Jericho. I was about to say, I don't think Jericho's ever won a Rumble. No, Ed, mm. Ed, Edge won that Rumble, and he eliminated Jericho. He did not win, uh, eliminate Jericho to win it. That was not the last person. Give you two more guesses. He may have been in the final four, but he was not the last. Okay. Who the hell is it? Triple H? Nope. Cena? You got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when all else fails, go with John Cena. Skip, skip down the line a few more months to the King of the Ring. Who won the 2010 King of the Ring, and who did they beat to win it? 2010? That was Regal. He beat Punk. Nope. Wait, 2010. <laughs> there was a King of the Ring in 2010? According to Wikipedia, <laughs> I don't, I don't I could think be wrong. Right. I know the 2009 King of the Ring, or the I mean 2008. Yep. It was also it was 2010, and it was in Philadelphia. 2010. Oh, Seamus, he beat Morrison. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Very two good. Excellent work. <laughs> Adios. You weren't as drunk as I was in 98, <laughs> 99, and 2000. Clearly. Um, Typical bestie of mine. Yeah, so last thing I have is, unfortunately, the Cleveland Cavaliers swept, <laughs> swept with ease out of the NBA Finals by the Golden State Warriors. I believe that I started the momentum on LeBron possibly coming to the Philadelphia 76ers. Two summers ago when I started inviting him on this show and telling him he could be a part of the Matt Madness team. LeBron, I don't know what your decision will be this time around, but I know I'm planning on being a part of the meeting uh, with the Sixers uh, when it turns midnight on July 1st. I will do everything I can to get you in the Sixers red, white, and blue, get you playing in the Wells Fargo Center, and get you sitting on the throne at 2173 Gimmick Street. Um... So, LeBron, it was a rough ending to your season, but I believe with my help, you're about to have a great start to the 2018-19 season. Uh, anything from anybody else before I close it out? Nope. All right. So, again, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Please subscribe. For Ek2Fly, Eric Trimbicki. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. 
for Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Before I sign myself out, I just want to remind you, we will not have a Money in the Bank review show next week. We have a special show because I'm going to be on the disabled list with after having go, undergone surgery. It is our lists of the 10 most underrated wrestlers of all time. We each did a list. We each counted down. I think it was a fun show. I think you'll enjoy it. So with that being said, I am Ron Pashery, and we will kind of see you next week. Hop up the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand, this is Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again, fans mocking man, man I hate my balls, shut the mission man, it ain't safe to land, off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell, talking madness, awesome well, what I'm cooking man, y'all off the smell.